Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm recording here then. No. Got it. Cool. Great. Good. Um, yeah. Did you see my notes that I sent? I did. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thanks for sending them over. So yeah, I mean, that's stuff I talk about all the time anyway. So it's, yeah, should be pretty straightforward. That, I, I, that's that's what I think. Um, and to tell you the truth, it's actually not a conversation I've been having at this level so much, uh, strangely enough, because um, I've been dealing with guys who are like, you know, like, oh, open relationships or oh, do I really want marriage anyway and stuff like yeah. that. And a lot of non-Christian guys. And sure, uh, I started this work before I, when I was an atheist myself, actually. Hmm. Um, and it, it, it was the work that led me towards realizing like, okay, well, I can't do this without God. And so I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of came back to that. And so I've been cool. moving slowly in my journey of kind of like taking my audience with me. And yeah. now, it's, now we're ready for some more serious steps. So you're yeah. you're you're you're, you're going to help be helping me with that, building the courage <laughs> and the, whatever it is to yeah. Yeah, and I'll keep that in mind too. I mean, I, I say I target Christian guys, but I work with guys that are not and that are just or that are yeah, kind of questioning and all that. So I'll keep that in mind that that's kind of who we're talking to. Yeah, yeah, that that's great. But I mean, you know, feel free to. Just speak your mind and go down uh, any interesting side paths that you find, and I'll try and keep things on. But I, I'm really just looking for an explorative conversation, half to whole hour. Um, and um, yeah, I, I normally try and have it's it's more often like conversations than interviews. A lot of the time, I try and you know I'm sure. probably just too opinionated or something like that. Uh, <laughs> too so so I might you know bring. Go dive into some more things by trying to follow sure. what's interesting. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I've got and, a call right at three my time, so I need to wrap yeah. up just like a few minutes before that. Yeah, so so finish like three minutes or five minutes before the hour. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll we'll do that. Well, yeah. Thanks very much for um, uh, agreeing to come along and have yeah, a chat. No, I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah. Anything you say, you know that we can edit and cut out anything that you feel like it afterward, you know, if, if there's a need for that. Uh, so feel free to speak freely uh, and not to worry about that. Um, but yeah, 99% of what I record, we just publish it yeah. pretty much the way it is. So I, I, I guess that's what you do as well. So, yes. Yeah. No time to go back and edit everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, well, I think you've also have some solid things that you're saying. So you, you're not just kind of like uh, figuring things out as you're going along, but you're building on something that works. So That's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will record a little intro uh, before, after we finish this conversation, I'll I'll do that and I'll introduce you a little bit better. But I think I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself as well. Um, sure. Yeah. So, uh, and and then I'll, I'll do a, when after the conversation, I'll do a little kind of pre-speak or something like that. Yeah. Sounds good. Good. Um, and I call you Dr. Mike. Does that make, does that work for you? Yeah. Or just Mike either way is fine. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, um, yeah. Then anything you want to mention or ask before we get started? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think you explained it pretty well and yep, just looking forward to it. Good. Okay. Then Dr. Mike Frazier, 
Welcome to Manifesto's YouTube channel. This is a conversation on masculinity and you are a relationship and marriage uh, coach, counselor, therapist, what would you call it? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the way I, I say it is I'm a psychiatrist. That's my training. Mm -hmm. Went through medical school and residency and all that. And yeah, now just do marriage coaching full-time. So help guys in particular uh, have more intimate marriages. So mentally emotionally physically you know intimate in all those areas yeah yeah and it's something that here in europe you know for a lot of guys there's this idea that you know marriage it's kind of oh that's like something that doesn't work anymore and we need to look for something new <laughs> and the more that i hear this then it's like well what's this new thing that's gonna be replacing marriage i just you know you don't really see that and then the, the more i started looking into this it's like well you know if you look at the oldest stories we have in a human culture, you know, like the Odyssey or something like that, like the guys in that those stories, especially the best of the men, they were married and, and they loved their wives actually as well, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and they also had some of the same struggles in their relationships uh, that I guess we have today as well. Um, so so this is a, an old, old human institution. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I was fascinated to be listening to some of your work around it as well. Yeah, you know, I think um, there's a, a temptation towards that. Like, okay, you know, what's, yeah, you know, especially monogamy, you know, it's kind of like out of fashion, let's say, you know, these <laughs> days. Like, you know, maybe you can be married, but still have sex with other people, you know, have an open marriage. Um, but a guy I follow a lot named David Schnarch um, passed away, unfortunately, by one of his main things he'd said is that marriage is uh it's effective as a people growing machine is what he called it mm -hmm. and the, what it really does in my mind right it it forces you to grow right it makes you grow mentally emotionally spiritually sexually makes you become a more developed uh man a stronger man um the other thing too you know if you look at it from kind of a society viewpoint um you know, uh, a husband and wife that are together raising children, it is just a more steady, you know, foundation for kids to grow up in, to see, you know, a masculine role, a feminine role too, um, you know, grow up in that just uh, helps. It's, uh, it provides stability for them. Yeah. Can we, can we think about that a little bit more? I mean, so do you, have you ever worked with guys who've been, who've spent time exploring open relationships or is that something that's been on your radar at all? Yeah, you know, the, when they come to me, typically what's going on is they their wife wants to start one or is interested in one, and they are not. Mm -hmm. That's uh, typically the side that I see of it. Mm -hmm. um, so what I believe very strongly is that for a marriage to work, right, you want a win-win situation, right? Both mm -hmm. people are winning. So that's when it comes to all these different areas, money, sex, in-laws, parenting, religion, housework, time. Those are kind of like the main conflict points. But in this one, we're talking about sex specifically, right? So what I encourage them to figure out for themselves is like, okay, you know, if their wife wants an open relationship, but they don't, right? They need to be direct about that, right? And and just be like, that's not something I want. You know, and then maybe, maybe that relationship isn't going to work at that point. Or maybe you can figure out, okay, like, is there some kind of boundaries or limits we can place around that to where it will still be a win for both of us? One of the guys that I uh, worked with was 
kind of exploring this, trying to figure that out. And they were kind of like, okay, well, if it's like, make sure it's not in the city, because then, you know, we could potentially bump into somebody. We don't want that to happen. So they kind of like negotiated terms that they mm-hmm. sort of felt like would work. Um, mm-hmm. So however you go about it, you know, the the goal, what's going to make a marriage work is getting to win-win. And coming back to the idea of like growing a person, mm-hmm. um, it takes like a lot of strength is the way I phrase it, right? Mental, emotional strength to actually hear someone's opinion and then express yours and then work together to try to get to something that you both feel good about. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the way you talk about like your wife is going to choose in her life and she she's free to make choices. And so your best approach as a man is to make yourself a good choice. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you put exactly. strength as a central element in that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, women, they've always been attracted to strength. That's what I believe, you know, and um, if we look at like from ancient days, you know, the guy was more looked at to like caveman days, like go hunt, right? They had to be physically strong, like go hunt, Mm -hmm. bring stuff in, protect the cave, all that kind of thing. Even like 50s 60s if you were financially strong that was pretty much enough like you're you were attractive you could get a good wife keep a good wife um but now um that's not enough right like you need to be strong across all these areas because women can get their own job they can go do whatever so you need to be kind of like that complete package as far Mm -hmm. as strength goes uh to be attractive as a as a mate yeah i almost kind of feel like for a lot of guys like the physical strength training it's not a it's not an it's not a, like you have to have it but it it's a good foundation to train the other types of strength it's a, it's a place that you can use to kind of hone yourself absolutely yeah yeah i mean it does require an amount of discipline to stick to it effectively also anybody that comes into my program i like we that's one of the things we track did you do exercise today we were not like oh you have to do this program or whatever but just if you do physical exercise tons of research that's really good for your mental health, really good for your emotional health. So, you know, it's part of what we do um, to build, again, build strength across all those areas. Yeah. And you also work very actively with accountability. I've seen that you actually have like yeah. accountability processes. Yeah. The way, the way I look at this more than ever, I'm just kind of like rethinking how to make this more clear, like what, what I do and why. Um so like I talk about building these strengths, right? But if I said, hey, you know, go go build your mental strength right now, you probably wouldn't really know how to do that. Or like, hey, go build your emotional strength. Like, okay, but how do I do that? Where I've said, hey, go build your physical strength, you'd know, like, yeah, go run, go do push-ups. Um, so what my program really is, it's like it gives you those exercises, right? And we target them to your specific areas that you are especially weak and kind of need to build some of those strengths up. And then, yeah, you have to be accountable every day for performing those exercises. And then you get coaching on those exercises each day. Like, okay, yeah, you did that well, or no, you didn't like, you need to make these adjustments. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, coaching and accountability, that's what really accelerates your results, right? Mm -hmm. When you know, someone's waiting to see if you did it or not, you just, are more likely to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
I think in the business world, there's this saying something like, you know, that which is reported, like numbers that are reported tend to grow positively and numbers yeah. that are like reported to other people and held accountable for, and there's consequences, they grow exponentially yeah. or something like that. As yeah. Well. Yeah. What it's like gets tracking measured. reporting, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's get measured gets managed is another like little maxim yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Good. I want to just go around to this open relationship thing again. Uh, and sure. now I'm talking to Dr. Mike Frazier. So let, let me uh, use myself and this as an example, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so I, w I got married very early in my life. Um, I don't think the level of reflection about my, I think I, what you said, something like uh, marriage as a human growth potential maximizer or something like that, that right awareness wasn't really there necessarily. And so um, me and my now ex-wife, but my wife at that time, uh, we, we, we didn't, we weren't able to like kind of break through a level. And what I saw was that when I kind of like, there, there was just this like complete feeling of stuckness, right? And then when that relationship ended, and then I was able to go out and explore more freely, there was this massive feeling of freedom in my life and openness and kind of like, oh, I can breathe. And it was excitement and passion about life again, where, you know, I'd really been down in, you know, a very dark place for quite some time. Um, and then, you know, fast forward 15 years or something like that. I then came to a position where I started realizing like how, you know, a commitment to one woman can help me to grow as a man and as a human being, and, or, or actually was, in my case, I can say 100% a necessity for that. And then I realized as well, like, you know, if it wasn't for my ex-wife was married again and had got, you know, more kids with another, a new husband, I would, I should have just gone back to her because I'd just been carrying all those things with me from that time as well. Um, so yeah, does that make sense to you? And um, I know there's a lot of young men who feel that passion and excitement from the opportunities of like being able to engage with lots of women as well. And when I say to them, like, you know, like, Hey, it's really good for you in a long-term life trajectory to focus on one woman. Then they're like, well, you've had your fun, Paul. <laughs> like, what, what do you say to that kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd say, you know, there's not necessarily like one journey that's right in that. Right. Like, it, you know, them say, well, yeah, you, you know, you've had your fun. Um, but the thing is, it's kind of like when like you meet like a really rich guy. Right. And you're like and he'll tell you, like, money's not it. And like, it's really not what brings you the most happiness. But then you're like, oh, yeah, it's easy for you to say that because, you know, you you have all the money. Right. But they've learned something through that process. And that's what you're trying to express to these guys is like, Hey, listen, like I, I did do that. You're right. But I found that it actually didn't bring me what I was hoping to get. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it was, there was some freedom in that, but at the same time, like I didn't develop a deep relationship. I didn't really grow. I didn't really like the, what I teach is, you know, to, for marriage to work, you need trust, communication and then intimacy right mm. that develops a really deep mental and emotional connection and then your sexual connection when you add it to a deep mental emotional connection is really amazing like it's it's much better than just you know oh yeah we did you know all these 
different moves last night, right? Which that's fun, but like to to then wake up to someone they're like, man, like I'm so lucky to be with this person and like this is my best friend. They know me so deeply and like the the sex that we shared is a it's an expression of that, right? It's just better. Right? It really is. And and that only comes from taking the time and making the effort to build that trust and mental emotional intimacy first. And it's tough to do that with more than one person. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And yeah, I think that, and what I'm hearing as well, it's like, you, it's a focus on the positive aspects of monogamy, which sometimes aren't well illustri- illustrated by the culture, I guess. And and, and so, yeah. yeah. Or, or often I, I think as well, if I look at my own childhood, then part of it was also like this kind of like shaming of anything other than, you know, normal monogamy or something like that. And, and maybe that, played in it was like you have to kind of thing instead of uh um or else you know um yeah 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 and there's a lot of that and i think too it's actually it is important to understand you you do have options right so it is a real choice because if you know so i I grew up um uh in a christian faith call Mm -hmm. you know church of jesus christ Latter saints or mormonism and now i'm kind of just consider myself non-denominational christian but like a lot of people that grow up christian um have that mindset it's like it's got to be this or nothing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so when you think that way you know, you don't, it's not really a choice, right? And so you feel, yeah, very trapped. You feel very confined, you know, versus saying, okay, yeah, you know, I could, I could go out and have a bunch of relationships with a bunch of women. Um, You know, there's sure positives to that. There's variety there. You know, it's kind of exciting to have some variety, but what are the cons? And that's what people kind of forget. Like, oh, there are some cons to that. How about, you know, you know, you don't, take the time to build that deep connection you know they're having kids is awesome right and it's going to be pretty tough if you are running around to like be a good parent to (laughs) to the kids that you have um so you know it just it it works better in a stable environment if you want to have kids um I'd also say like it it develops you into being a man and it's and it's very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> not being a boy anymore and right. this is something I unfortunately it took me into my late 30s to realize, you know, like I spent a, most of my adult life, you know, being being a, a flow boy, you know, yeah. kind of yeah. which is what that lifestyle really engenders in you I think and then mm-hmm. like this this thing, you know, so maybe I can use that to go into um, you know, you spoke a lot about building a strong sense of yourself mm-hmm. and, and part of that's like, you know, building trust and then going on and then being a man on a mission as well. Can yeah. you talk a little about those? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I like to kind of break up. So self, um, um, like your, your sense of self, a lot of three things kind of get confused, I think, in there a lot. One is self-worth, uh, one is self-esteem, and one is self-confidence. So uh, self-worth to me means like really understand you have value outside of what you do, right? Like just as a human being, as a Christian person, I believe as a son of God, right? You just have value inherently. Um, if you're not Christian, you can hopefully see like if you lined up a hundred babies right? Um, you wouldn't be like, oh, that baby's worth, you know, 10 times more than that baby, right? You kind of understand that um, just because they have value as a human being, 
right? Mm. And so when you can get that sense of worth that's not based on comparison, you're in a good spot because if you do base it on comparison, traps guys tend to fall into money, um, uh, you know, job, status, power. Um, if Number you're of women you've bedded. Yeah, well. yeah, totally, totally, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So if you're comparing it there, you're you're unsteady. Your sense of self worth is unsteady because mm-hmm. you're always trying to one up somebody. You're always worried someone's above you, and so you just don't really feel that solid in your self worth, right? You're trying to you're always trying to, yeah, outdo somebody or worry someone's outdoing you, mm-hmm. um, and that happens in marriage too, right? You come in and if you're in that mindset, which I was for a long time, you know, you do, you try to like one up your wife in a lot of things and like show her you're better. And she isn't very attracted to that is what I found out (laughs) over time. (laughs) But uh, you got to, you got to figure that out, right? You got to work on your self-worth. When you feel solid there, then you can move on to like self-esteem, which to me is just kind of how you talk to yourself. Um, a lot of guys, especially I work with, I say I work with high achieving guys. So guys that are doing well, you know, in their careers and things like that. Um, a lot of times they have pretty negative self-talk, actually. They're, a lot of times they're like, oh man, you failed again. Like, how could you do that? You should be better than you are. Like, you should be, you know, here, but you're here. Um, and so with that self, negative self-talk, you your self-esteem actually does drop, right? Because you're talking to yourself kind of in a negative way. Um and then you kind of rely on other people to build you up, like your wife, mm-hmm. right? And so we work on that about, you know, how am I talking to myself? How am I talking to myself kindly? Um, not that you just kind of let yourself off the hook on everything, but just that you are, you know, seeing the good in yourself, right? And then self-confidence, that is what comes, that's what gets built, right? And the way that gets built is keeping your promises, right? Mm-hmm. When you're a man of your word, you start feeling better about who you are, right? That builds self-confidence. When you do hard things, right? The other part you mentioned, being a man on a mission, to me kind of encompasses all of those, right? Where you're saying like, look, I have a man of that. I'm a man of value. I have certain gifts and abilities and I want to use those in service to the people around me, right? That becomes your mission. Um, And yeah, if you're, if you've got that mission and you're working towards it, you feel great, right? And you happen to be very attractive to, you know, uh, to a high quality woman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, this, this idea that you describe about how like we constantly need to borrow from our wives and, and get charged up by her to feel like I'm okay. Instead of just becoming the kind of man who does the right thing, who, when he says he's going to do something, he actually does it. Right. <laughs> um, and personally, I found like, I need help in doing that kind of thing. I need mm-hmm. to make yeah. sure I'm surrounding my people, myself with people who, who call me out when I don't. Right. And, right. and, and, and the danger of being with guys. And unfortunately, this is, I mean, I can also say, you know, it's very clear. Like when I was in this kind of like flowy state where you're, you know, not with one woman in your life and your friends aren't doing the same thing as well, then th- there's this kind of like constant flow between, uh, one thing to the other. And, and so, there's something about monogamy that that centers us around a oneness of being just yeah. one person ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at least gathering ourselves, right? Um, right, yeah. And you start seeing, right? You start seeing all this stuff, like um, you know where where. And this this is the thing that happens to you again. Why it's a growing thing because you can bounce from girl to girl, and they're never going to see the 
like all of your insecurities and stuff right but when you're with a woman for long enough she starts seeing it right mm-hmm. and then she's like dude that's not attractive and what a lot of guys will do then is run right? it's like oh yeah she's you know she's lame i hate her right she just you know go find somebody else but if, again you'll know, talk about monogamy what that does is it says no you don't run now you need to grow up right and you need to get stronger and you know you're getting a mirror here that shows you how you are not being an attractive guy yeah yeah and it's hard work <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, it is. yeah and it's maybe the most valuable thing that one could do in one's life right that's um, what so, i think so can you talk about the the, the mosquito cycle that you yeah. described uh what, what's that about yeah for sure so you know what that looks like is you at the top of it right you come in and you're trying to do nice things for your wife or your, you know your girlfriend or whoever for a girl right you're trying to do um you're getting her flowers you're um you know taking her to dinner when you're married you're helping out with the kids you're helping out around the house right you're doing all the quote-unquote right things you're checking the boxes um which everybody on the outside is going to say oh man like what a great husband right and people might even tell yeah people literally might tell you that oh man like you're such a good husband like you know my wife's friends would tell me what a great husband i was right that kind of thing and so but right behind that right is you are expecting something back for all that you're expecting back attention appreciation affection and sex right that's that's what's happening so i call it the mosquito cycle because you're trying to suck those things off right you're doing nice things but really you know <laughs> there's strings attached right you're you're trying to suck those things off from her yeah. um and then eventually she, at first it can work right at first you can be doing nice things and she's giving you attention appreciation affection sex pack so like oh this is amazing right but then she stops because she senses that actually you don't really care that much about her you're just wanting these things back so she notices she stops giving you that and then you start getting frustrated right like come on like i'm look at everything i'm doing i'm not getting anything back right and then you either explode or escape so explosion would look like i can't believe you you know how dare you look at everything i'm doing for you you won't do anything for me you never appreciate me you know just like throwing a tantrum basically at her um or you escape you escape into stuff like pornography you maybe start chatting with another girl maybe you have an affair maybe you uh, just escape into something that's quote unquote a little more healthy like work or whatever just to kind of like avoid those feelings Sport, um, hard workouts yeah totally mm-hmm. yep and so you know eventually you kind of feel guilty about that explosion or escape and then you go back to trying to make it up to her okay yeah i've been working too much let me let me help you more oh yeah i went to pornography sorry about that like i won't do that again let me take care of you right so you start doing the nice things but again you know you're not getting what you want you get frustrated explode or escape so it just goes like that um very common cycle for guys to get into um yeah yeah so what you spoke about is like doing the right actions important in a relationship Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it needs to be parallel with the right motivation as well the right thinking exactly exactly yeah yeah what fuels uh, yeah the actions matter but yeah it's the it's the thoughts the feelings and the intentions that actually matter right that's what's getting communicated is your feelings and your intention state so like give you an example of that so when i was in this mosquito cycle i came home one day and like brought my wife home 
uh, flowers, right? Oh, here you go, right? Um, and she's like, oh, thanks. But she didn't put them in a vase right away. And so immediately when she didn't do that, I was like, she doesn't care. How dare she do, you know, I do this for her. She can't even like take a second to put them in the vase, right? So that exposed immediately that I wasn't doing that because I cared about her. I did it because I wanted her to tell me how great I was, right? Give me a big hug and kiss and go to bed with me that night, right? So <laughs> versus I could have come home and just been like, hey, like these are for you. I love you. You know, great. She could have left them on the desk. I could be like, I could have just put them in the vase for her. Right. Or I could have just, you know, I said, Hey, like I could have asked her like, Oh, Hey, you didn't put those in the vase. Are you wanting to, did you not like those flowers? Right. She's like, yeah, actually I don't really like that kind that much. Thanks for getting them. You know, that, (laughs) but, but again, then that builds intimacy versus you just getting mad because she didn't give you what you wanted back. Yeah. So, so what, what I hear saying is like the, there's warning signs. Cause I guess a lot of the time men are unconscious that they're in this cycle. Like they're yes, not most even the aware that they're trying to, they probably have a self-image of a, I'm a really good guy. I'm a really nice guy. I'm really good 100%. towards my husband. I do all the right things. Yep. And 100%. So they convince themselves and they're really working hard to convince others that they're the perfect husband. Right. Um, and they don't realize that they're actually being a manipulative jerk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the way I put it to guys is really you're, you're treating your wife like a prostitute uh, and it's hard to hear, but when you, when you actually see it, that's what's happening, right? You're like, Hey, listen, you know, I go to work, I pay the bills. I, you know, on top of that, I take care of the kids and all this. And so, Hey, like you owe me sex. And as coming from Christian faith too, if you're like, Hey, like I committed to you sexually, I'm not having affairs. So like, you really should be, you know, having sex. It's your responsibility. Right, uh... (laughs) right, right. And and if you feel justified in it, it just happens to be extremely unattractive and is not going to make her want to be intimate with you in any way. Why is that so unattractive for a woman? Can you detail that out for us? Yeah, well, like, I mean, if you are, women don't like to be used. Right. Nobody likes to be used. Like if she could, if you were really explicit with this thought process with her. And again, like you said, sometimes guys don't see it very clearly. Um, when you're like, oh shoot, like, yeah, I am thinking you owe me sex and you owe me attention. Right. Yeah. Like usually it becomes pretty clear why that's unattractive. Right. Yeah. Like if it's you just, often also coupled with like an emotional reaction on the guy's part, as you said, like this kind mm-hmm. of like childless explosion, exactly. which shows like an integrated uh, yeah. emotional reactivity. Right. And, and it's a right. neediness as well. It's like, I'm not okay until you do these specific things for me. Therefore, yes. I'm I'm not that stable rock that you can depend on and will be there for you, right? Right. Yeah. I'm going to freak out if you don't do what I want. And so, yeah, like I've put it a lot of different ways. Like an, a baby is a good one, right? If I don't get what I want, I'm going to throw a tantrum. I'm going to be mad uh, yeah, or I'm going to, you know, try to hurt you by going to pornography or another woman or something like that. Um, uh you know, uh, like an emotional terrorist is another good one. <laughs> like, 
like, like, yeah, like you better do what I want or else, you know, I'm going to, yeah, freak out. You know, I'm going to be mad at you, all that yeah. kind of thing. Um, or yeah, a prostitute is the other one. So like a baby, a terrorist, and like a guy who's trying to treat you like a prostitute. Yeah, like your wife isn't turned on by any of that. <laughs> so if some guys can recognize that this is something that's playing out in their lives, what's the way out of the mosquito cycle? Yeah. So the the way I teach it, it's really, it's three steps, right? So step one, you have to recognize and eliminate those negative patterns that you have. And really it comes back to the way that you're thinking about things, right? Mm -hmm. How do I really think about my relationship here? How am I feeling towards myself, towards my wife, towards God, if you believe in God? Um, so, you know, getting that, finding the negative stuff there, right? Yeah. And then we need to replace those with positive, attractive ways of thinking, feeling, and acting. Okay. Yeah. And then we need to, step three, just repeat those until that's the new habit. So like your brain, um, it, sometimes I, I give the example, it's like um, like the Grand Canyon, right? It's like if your wife says no to sex one day, right? Your brain has a way of thinking, feeling, and acting around that that has run hundreds thousands of times in your brain right so it's really ingrained so it's almost like a yeah like a grand canyon right like the waters run through it's really carved in there so when we create a new one usually right away people are like oh yeah that sounds really good right but then their wife says no to sex and they instinctively turn back to the old pattern there's nothing wrong with them that's just the way it works, right? Because mm -hmm. that habit, that thinking pattern is there, right? It's ingrained. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do when we create the new one is also repeat that, rehearse that, right? So that we now ingrain the new pattern so that when she does say, hey, I'm not in the mood tonight, like you are prepared and ready to respond in a way that is attractive with a thinking, feeling, and action that is attractive. Um, yeah, that's that's what we do, and you know, in our program, that's what we do. We have guys send in their thinking patterns. We help change them. We help address them. We have them practice them, uh, you know, and practice these the skills of emotional management and uh, communication and all those things that make them mm -hmm. strong, attractive guys and effective yeah. in relationships. Yeah. So there's one thing where I I think you took this this demand of you need the right thinking even further, and it was certainly what. I've been most challenged by by listening to your work as well, uh, and this is because maybe you know I'm I'm probably an an arrogant person who thinks a little bit too highly of himself <laughs> in general, and so I have a tendency to to look down on other people around me, and mm -hmm. and you know I don't know if my wife is going to listen to this, but yes, I even look down at my wife. I think of sure. myself as more capable, stronger, more able to carry a heavy load, mm -hmm. and and so this can sometimes lead to me. You know, this kind of idea, and, and you almost said it exactly this way, you know, oh, you poor little mumpkin kind of thing, and <laughs> let me, I'll do this for you because I'm stronger than you. Yeah. And, and 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 what you said is like this kind of like almost reduces all of your efforts to nothing because you're you're pridefully looking down on your wife as 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 an incapable as well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she might buy into that. So like yeah. in in my personal marriage and story right so you know my wife came from a lot of really serious abuse you know within her family and so she already kind of had that story believing in her head right mm -hmm. i'm i'm garbage right like you know people can do what they want to me and so when i come in you know as a guy who is you know pretty intelligent you know can kind of 
you know, relatively kind of forceful with things. It, it was a match in a way, right? Because I kind of needed to be looked up at and she kind of needed to be looked down on, right? Just to feel comfortable. Um, so it, it can work for a while, right? But if you want an intimate marriage, right, where, you know, she's looking forward to connecting with you, where you have mental, emotional, and like great physical intimacy, um, it doesn't work, right? You, that, that dynamic, yeah, hero and, and victim, it, again, it kind of works and it can work for a while, right? But it doesn't create a really strong, powerful, you know, um, connection. Yeah. So what's the program that one engages in then to, if you talk about like the Grand Canyon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then where, 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 where does one, how did you, how did you kind of reapproach that with your wife? Yeah. So we had to go to our own coaching. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so like, I didn't see a lot of this stuff myself, you know, that I was a big part of the problem, right? Uh, the thinking patterns that we're talking about, I didn't really see them. I kind of got it, you know, like, and I'm a, I'm a psychiatrist, right? Like I learned this stuff. This is what I went through for years and years trying to figure this stuff out, but it still took that outside perspective to say, Hey dude, like you're doing this. <laughs> I was like, oh shoot. Um, and yeah, I just saw like, dang, you know, I've been pushing her away with this forever. And like, it felt awful. Like I had to go a couple of days by myself and just like, let it sink in, like how bad that really was. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I was able to like we talked about, see the negative patterns, right? Thankfully, I kind of had some of these tools and skills so I could sort of like plug in, um, you know, the new ways of thinking and practice those with her. But even then, like now, the way that, that I do it myself and we work in the program, it's even more um, specific, right? To where we're doing like very specific, I'm calling them exercises. I think that's a good term for it, you mm -hmm. know, to where we maintain those gains where we continue to grow in intimacy and connection and, uh, and strength. So, yeah. yeah, I really love the kind of clarity that you have, uh, that, and, 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 and it's such a clear pathway. If one looks at it, it, it can be easy to kind of like say, Oh, well, it's no, you can't like with children and business work. And especially when you're in your, <laughs> like, you know, your thirties and forties, life is just too busy. You can't have all that intimacy. Yeah. And what, what you're saying, it's like, well, it's not easy what you're proposing. But it's like, well, it, it it it's it's really its own reward as well. Yeah. Um, and there's maybe one one more thing that I'd like to just bring in here, which I think you you mentioned earlier, because what you what I heard you saying to someone else is like when you start implementing these changes and you start acting differently and you start trying to really think about what you're doing differently, then a lot of the time in the beginning, your wife's gonna either give you no feedback whatsoever, like be completely neutral about it. So not like be like, oh, wow, my hero, you're changing yeah. everything. Right. Or she might, and this is probably, I don't know if this is more likely, I think for a lot of women, she might even give you negative feedback, like reacting mm -hmm. very skeptically and, and giving yep. pushback. Yep. Why on earth do women do that? <laughs> yeah, so really it's uh, it's wise, right? It's smart for them to do it because what has happened, you know, and so depending on where, you, so I, I kind of work with like three different or like four different types of guys, you know, a guy that 
kind of more my story where like the marriage is okay but like the physical intimacy isn't there that's what they're complaining about but of course underneath that is all this other stuff um but that's what they're identifying as the problem like yeah we're just her physical intimacy isn't there. It's not where I want it to be. Um, and then there's a guy who has been unfaithful. Uh, there's a guy whose wife has been unfaithful. And then there's a guy who his wife wants separation or divorce and he doesn't. Right. So those are kind of the, the different levels that I want, that I work with. So depending on where you are in that spectrum, um, let's start at like most severe. If your wife said, I want a divorce. Right. And I are like, Oh shoot. And then, so you, you come in and you like start changing everything. Here's what you've taught her. What you've taught her is, hey, if you want me to behave, you have to leave, right? Or say you're going to leave. Threaten with, you know, yeah. yeah. And so that's that's what you've taught her. So what then is she going to do to try to make you behave? Like leave, right? Or say she's going to leave. <laughs> right? And especially if your whole approach is like no, let me get you back. I just, I'll do anything to get you back. Right now, now like all of the warning signs are on for her. Cause she's like, okay, well, what if I do come back now? All your motivation has gone, right? You're not going to continue this process, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to be the kind of guy that I want to be with unless I'm like out the door. So why would I come back? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, she's going to give you no feedback or negative feedback. Why? Because she wants to know, is this for real, right? If I come back, is this going to last? And so the best way for her to do that is to not give you any positive feedback, right? Because again, if your motivation is win her back, if she comes back, your motivation has gone. If your motivation is become a good man, because that's who I'm going to be regardless, like I'm going to be a good choice whether you choose me or not, okay, you continue on that path no matter what she's up to, right? And so... That path is much better because you feel strong, you're in control of it. And those are the two biggest things, right? Versus if you're trying to win her back, you start freaking out because you can't control it anyway. And the more you try, the more it pushes her away. Mm. So coming back to your question, why do why do women do this? It is a test, right? Whether it's conscious or not, it's a test to see if you are serious about these changes, right? Mm. And you know, if she's like, yippee, hooray, like you did it, it's actually not very hard for you to maintain those changes. But if she's like, oh, yeah, great, you finally took the trash out. Yeah, it's about time, 40 years, and, you know, this is the first time you do it. So what she's looking for is then for you to say, oh, screw it, right? It's not worth it. You don't appreciate anything I do, and then stop. And then she's going to be like, okay, exactly, exactly what I thought, man. Like we're done, right? Versus if she's like, yeah, you know, 40 years and you're, and you're like, hey, you know what? You're right. It has been 40 years. You got every reason to not think I'm going to follow through, right? But I'm going to take the trash out now and I'm going to keep taking it out, right? Whether you notice it or not. Yeah. Then she's like, whoa, what just happened? Like, who, who's that guy, right? And that's what starts building some attraction back, right? Yeah. But even if it doesn't, you win either way right? Because you're becoming a better man and a better choice. And that's the whole paradox in this thing, right? The more you try to get her back, the more it drives her away. The more you try to just be the man you want to be, the more it brings her back. Yeah. Now, this is exactly, we have a, we have often guys who come into, we have like a, a community just for men uh, and yep. that are working to actually support each other. And we often have guys coming in saying like, oh yeah, I really need to find a girlfriend or, you know, like, oh, I need some help, but like, what about dating and da, 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 da. And the thing we always just say to them is like, you know, if you have trouble with women, 
then sort out your relationships with other guys and especially find other male friends that will hold you to account, that will raise the standard, that will have expectations of you because because this is something that men can do really well with each other, right? Women don't want to have to do that work with a man. Like it's really tedious for a woman to have to like lift a guy, right? She she wants yep. to see that he has male friends that do that for him, right? Yep. And then and and then and then she can just enjoy his company. So she she wants to be with a man who is strong. And yes, right. You know, like I have plenty of weaknesses, but I really, more and more, I just keep on realizing how much like my wife doesn't want to know about my weaknesses. You know, she she wants to see my strength. Um, and so I, I talk to my male friends about my weaknesses or, you know, I, I have a, I have someone who I'm, who I'm working with. Like I, I mentioned, you're also helping a lot of guys with that as well. Yep. So w- what's a strong man? Like that's where we started this conversation as well with with strength, right? What, yeah. what, what is it would you would you say? Can you go a little bit more in detail on that? Yeah, sure. So the way I look at it is across those areas, right? Like spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, sexual. So spiritual strength to me it really has to do with those three things, right? Do I have a good sense of my own self-worth? Um you know, is my self-esteem solid? You know, am I a man of my word? And am I, you know, a man on a mission? Right. So you got that, you have good spiritual strength. By the way, if you just have that, like you're in really good shape <laughs> because, uh, you know, according to John Gottman, he says the number one trait women look for is trustworthiness. Right. And that first one, it builds trust. Right. And to me, that's one of the, the three pillars of passionate marriage trust, communication, intimacy. So that's one. So that's spiritual strength. Mental strength to me means, okay, can you, do you have a clear system for, looking at the way you're thinking and adjusting it to make it more effective, right? Mm-hmm. Can you do that, right? So we teach a very clear system to do that in my program. Emotional strength, okay? Can I manage my emotions appropriately? Am I intelligent enough to know my own emotions, right? And then when you can, a lot of times that helps you be better at recognizing them and other people as well. So that's emotional strength. You're not losing your temper. You're not stuffing your emotions and then like exploding later, um, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's spiritual strength. Physical strength, pretty clear. I, I talk about physical and financial strength kind of grouped in there. And then sexual strength is, you know, Christian folks sometimes will like totally try to separate out their sexuality. Like it's, it's, it's bad, except sometimes when I'm thinking about my wife, then it's okay, you know, versus saying like my sexualized part of who I am, and this is how I want to direct it, right? And kind of using um, uh, what I call a sexuality statement. Like for me, I want to use my sexuality to connect and have fun with my wife, right? And so I just judge stuff off that, you know, does that help me do this or not? Will pornography help me get there or not? Probably not, right? Will this, will going to strip club help me get there or not? Probably not, right? So, you know, it just helps direct my sexuality in that way. Um, and then staying true to that, right? So to me, that's sexual strength. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's a strong man, right? If you can do all those things, you're in good shape. Um, and that will attract a good woman to you. Now, once she is attracted to you because you're strong like that, you do need some skills. You need to be able to communicate and be able to generate physical intimacy in a way that's fun and has flirting and passion with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. There's, there's two things there that I, I, I think just need to be underlined. And, and, and I, I think that the, the trustworthiness and it, it's hard, I think, 
I can look at my own life and just see how, you know, for long periods of time, living in a big city, being in, you know, a certain circle of friends. And then I just noticed like, oh, every kind of, you know, one to three, four years or something like that, I'd be like shifting out my circle of friends. Like things would be different. I'd be looking at the world differently. There'd be like a new kind of set of values that I'd be living from. And it was just creating like a bit of a shifty character. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are living this life these days in big cities. Like, And I think if people are honest with each other, like, or with honest with ourselves, like we can see this in ourselves, right? And so, and so the importance of, of being a man who, who, who stands on a platform of like saying like, no, I want to be a man of my word. Like that that's something that's not easy to do right today yeah i don't think it's ever been easy but i think it's it's harder than ever now <laughs> yeah yeah okay good and then it's really interesting like the sexuality piece as well that that's like it just it's it's such a core part of like the human struggle <laughs> yeah uh, yeah for, for all men and i think i really think it's great that you're just so forward and open about that and 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 you know like yeah, that that sexual intimacy. It's an integral part of what makes a marriage work. And I, yeah. I think it gets so down prioritized so, so so much. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, you can like that's what if you're going to be monogamous, that is what makes marriage special, right? Like you're choosing to say, you know, this is just for you. This connection is just between us. Um, and again, like ideally. Uh, at least the way I teach it to my kids and the way that it, that I think is useful to think about it, right, is like when you have sex with someone, what you're saying is like, I want to be connected with you completely, right? Like I want to share all of me with you. I want you to share all of me, me. Like, you know, I want to raise children with you, right? Like to me, that's what you're saying when you have sex with somebody. Um, and yeah, if you can build that trust and mental emotional intimacy before, it makes the sexual intimacy even more powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Dr. Mike, thank you so much for your input here. It's been in, very valuable, I think, and uh, a great um, detail, I think, to for that a lot of guys, I think, uh, are or can can get a lot of value out of. So really appreciate it. Where can people find you if they're interested in in looking more into your work uh, and following your um, what you're what you're working with? Yeah, great. So yeah, appreciate that. Um, so I have a podcast, Strong Men, Strong Marriages. Um, it's on all the podcast platforms. Um, I have a, a YouTube channel that also says Strong Men, Strong Marriages across the top. I think if you search Strong Men, Strong Marriages, YouTube, it'll come up. Um, and then uh, my website, strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Yeah. So yeah, that, that explains kind of the different options for programs if that is something that you're interested in. Yeah. And I have a book that'll come out sometime, hopefully this year. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw you offering individual. I, I really like the individual coaching sections that you're offering as well, where you you take this seriously. It seems like it's really an opportunity for guys to to do this properly. It's not like a quick little fix that you're doing. No, but you seem to no. know like this this takes focus and investment on behalf of a man. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's again, I like the strength building analogy because like you kind of understand. Hey, if like if I want to build a strong body, it's not going to be like a one-time deal or like even like a once-a-week deal, like a therapy. Like it needs to be daily work to build physical strength. Mm -hmm. Same thing with all these other strengths; it needs to be daily work. So that's what I offer now in my programs is that daily work because more and more like I'm proving 
to myself and like with my clients' successes, that's what does it. Doing the daily work just transforms things really fast. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Dr. Mike. And, my pleasure. Uh, yeah. I'll make sure I put the link down in the description as well. Cool. Okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.